to Internet Marketing for Humans, digestible internet marketing insight and advice to help you grow your business. Hello, welcome back to Internet Marketing for Humans. I'm your host, Andrew Laws. I haven't got a guest for this episode, but I'm going to run through a checklist for you. This is how to kickstart your SEO in 2021. To be honest, it's a good idea to look at this list at any time of year. Whether you've got a new website, your website's been around for 25 years. Well, that would be good. I'd be impressed if you've got a website that's 25 years old. Anyway, I digress. This is a list of simple tasks that come from a sort of roadmap that we use internally here at Andrew Laws Associates with all our new clients. It's kind of a housekeeping list, but it's also a method of making sure that you're not missing anything that might be helpful to you. Kind of a good starting point, good safety check, I think you could call it. We'll put this list in the show notes so you can refer back to it anytime you fancy, because we're nice like that. Okay, Task number one, sign up for Google Alerts. We use Google Alerts to make sure we're aware every time any of our clients are mentioned. Basically, Google Alerts is a free service where you put a keyword in and Google will email you when they find something interesting new or something rises in importance in their in their um, listings for any keyword. So put your brand name in there. Put some of your primary keywords, so the things you do, if you're a funeral home, for example, put terms like need a coffin or funeral advice, and Google will let you know pretty much as soon as new mentions appear. So for brand management, it's obviously important to know when you're mentioned, but we also use Google Alerts to look for opportunities and respond to them as soon as we can after they appear. Task number two is check your goals. With SEO in particular, it's very easy to set goals and then just sort of keep on with them forever and ever and ever. It's a good idea just to have a little safety check every now and then, just to make sure you're pointing your boat in the right direction. I know it's a weird analogy, but it will do. So, for example, if your core business, uh, let's stick with funeral homes, and I don't know why I've chosen that one. If you were pushing for um, efficiency improvements or new networking opportunities, I said awful awful um example i'll drop it let's say ice cream if you're selling ice cream that's nicer if you're selling ice cream you might have started last year or your seo efforts any time before then looking for new opportunities to take your ice cream van to events so you might be targeting phrases like ice cream van for events it is a thing at least i hope it is i'd like this world to be the sort of world that has hireable ice cream vans i'm sure it does But your goals might have changed since you set that target. So just check your goals. Number three, take a fresh look at Google Analytics. With Google Analytics, it's very easy to set it up and then just sort of forget about it. It's a good time to have a look at your Google Analytics. Are there any shocks in there? Has anything changed significantly? Are any of the pages getting far less traffic than they used to? Are any of them getting more? Google Analytics can tell us positive things as well as negative things, but if we ignore it, it can't tell us a bean. Number four, I'm going to recommend you have a play with SEMrush. SEMrush is software that we use a lot internally. We use other packages as well, but SEMrush is kind of our go-to. We've been through lots of different software packages over the years, but we just keep coming back to SEMrush. It does everything. It will tell you, uh, this is meant to be an infomercial, but it will tell you what your competitors are up to. It will tell you how to improve your site to get better rankings. It will tell you where you rank. It will tell you how much your competitors are spending on Google Ads and other things like that. It does a lot. I won't dwell on it for now, but if you've not had a play with SEMrush, go grab yourself a free account. I think you can 
manage one website with a free account, and that's probably enough for most listeners. So go for it. Number five, ask your mum to read the content on your website. Might sound like a strange one, doesn't have to be your mum, but we use the word mum because you want someone who doesn't understand your industry, who doesn't necessarily get search engines or doesn't necessarily, you know, one of those sort of people says, oh, I don't do technology, I don't do the internet, and just get them to read your website. Does it make sense to them? I know we target content at niches and at markets, but if your content doesn't make any sense at all, you're not going to attract anyone. So get your mum or your gran or, I don't know, anyone really to read your website. But just someone preferably who isn't inside your industry, someone who won't look at content and sort of bridge the gaps that you've left out for you. Number six, check your brand is consistent across social media. We have to fix this quite often. Um, it's Put it in a really simple way. Have you got the same logo on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere else you appear? Have you got the same imagery? Do you use the same tone of voice? Do you talk about the same things? Now, I'm oversimplifying here because the message on each network should be tailored to the way that people on those networks act. For example, on Instagram, you wouldn't necessarily paste huge articles like you might on LinkedIn articles. But just check you're consistent. This is many, many people's first impression of your business. So make sure it's consistent across each of the platforms you're active on. And remember, you don't have to be active on them all. You're far better off absolutely crushing it on one social network than you are trying to cover yourself over all of them. Otherwise, it can be a bit like spreading butter too thin on your toast and no one likes that. Number seven, check Google Search Console for errors. I mean, if you've not set up Google Search Console for your website, you should probably set it up before that. Well, in fact, you'd have to because you wouldn't be able to see the errors. But if you're on a Google Search Console, you'll know that you get sent emails every now and then being informed that Google Search Console spotted an error. A lot of these are quite easy to fix. But again, if you don't go and look at them, you won't know. These emails tend to get binned off by your email filters, so you might have missed them. So it's a good idea to put in your diary every now and then to go and log in directly to Google Search Console. Just just check everything's healthy there. Check everything's okay. It probably is, but it's pretty rare for every web you know for any website to never have errors. So just go have a look. They're worth fixing. Eight. Improve your internal linking. Okay, this one might be slightly technical, but how often do pages on your website or blog posts link to other pages on your website or blog posts? I mean, you can go into quite quite a lot of depth with regarding to internal link schemes. But the basis is, if you're not linking from the copy, so from the words on your blog posts to other relevant blog posts, you're missing an opportunity. It's a kind of a Sunday evening job. You know, just sit down, read your website, add links through pages to other pages. I mean, I don't think I want to go into much more depth than that in this brief little podcast. Check Google My Business. You see, there's a lot of checking things here, but this is how you get wins in digital marketing and SEO. It's just attention to detail with some of these things. A lot of people set up assets like analytics, Google My Business, Google Search Console, and even SEMrush, to be fair, but never check them. If you're not in Google My Business, you probably should be. The probably caveat is just because if you're purely an online store, 
then you can't really get a lot of benefit from Google My Business. But if you're almost any other type of business, you should absolutely have a presence. Because if you don't have a presence and claim your presence on Google My Business, Google will just have a best guess at what your information is. I've gone into some depth with this in previous episodes, but basically... I think you want to make sure that your details are correct as displayed by Google, don't you? This comes up all the time when people are searching terms like ice cream van near me, but, but lots of other lots of other times. It's the box you see on the top right that has a little map or a list of businesses. We call that the knowledge graph. In fact, so do Google. So it is the knowledge graph. But is the information they're displaying correct? Actually, this is particularly pertinent at the moment with COVID because I've seen Google declare some businesses as temporarily closed and I'm not sure they are. So go to business.google.com and check the information there is correct. Google are forever suggesting changes and if you ignore them, they have a tendency to just to go ahead with them anyway. So stay on top of it. It doesn't take a lot of time, but it could make a huge difference to whether someone picks up the phone to you or comes to visit you. Finally, number 10 in this very quick little list. I'd like you to have a look at your competitors' websites. You might not enjoy it at first, but it's well worth doing. Have they launched new websites? Have they added a lot more content? Are they suddenly ranking better than they used to? Are they starting to pop up everywhere for everything you search? If so, they might have cottoned on to SEO, or they might have hired someone like me, I guess. But regardless, you should keep an eye on your competitors' sites. If they're changing significantly, it's probably a sign that it's about time you start to make changes. Don't get left behind. Stay aware of your competitors. So there you go. There's my 10 tasks to kickstart your SEO, not just in 2021, but any time at all. That's all for this episode. We've got some great guests lined up. So subscribe and check back soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.